Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It will stop New Zealand or a large uh, portion of New Zealand today and let's hope it does the same in Australia. It's been a hell of a 12 months, a hell of a period longer than that. But today is uh, for a lot of people a day to forget all that. And to help us do that, we're going to have a a real Melbourne Cup flavour today and uh, we couldn't go any better uh, than uh, to go to Andrew Bensley. He's uh, one of our SEN brothers in Australia. He knows pretty much uh, everything about every horse in Australia. He's talked to every owner, trainer and jockey uh, leading into this event. Uh, and we're so uh, happy that uh, Andrew has joined us this morning. Uh, Andrew, have you got your best bib and tucker on already? Yeah, I'm here at uh, Flemington, Ian. Uh, just excited to be a part of the day with 10,000 people able to come along. And I can give you a bit of a picture at uh, just after 7 Melbourne time that the sun is absolutely up. It's going to be around 30 degrees for Melbourne Cup Day. There's not a cloud in the sky uh, the uh, last of the early morning track work, workers have been out there. The horses, I mean, uh, all the cut horses would have been out this morning and done a little bit. Uh, but uh, the, the uh, horses that may be running on Thursday or Saturday or next week, they're doing their last mm. little pieces. So that track work's about to wrap up and then uh, the crowds roll in, in in just under 90 minutes from now. Well, 10,000, it's not 100,000, Andrew, but uh, they'll still have some fun, won't they? There'll still be some atmosphere? Oh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, We had 5,000 roughly on Saturday, and uh, it went off in a very quick manner. And and, uh, today, uh, it'll seem like when you watch it on the TV, it'll seem like it's still a very good crowd because uh, the Victoria Racing Club have set up little uh, seats with umbrellas, and they're spread from... You know, uh, basically the three to four hundred metre mark right down past the winning post. So, you know, we're still social distancing and doing all that sort of stuff. And when people come, they have to basically, if they're out the front, they've got to sit on their uh, their own seats and not move around too much. But uh, even just talking with a group of jockeys yesterday uh, that rode here on Derby Day on Saturday, uh, they just felt it because it had been lacking for, you know, 18, 20 months that there was just no crowd. And we remember this day last year that John McNeil rode 12 I payment to victory in front of nobody. So to have 10,000, it's, you know, it's like having a really good crowd today. Andrew, it's on, on days like this, you, you sort of uh, turn back the old memory clock a wee bit. I, I mean, I do. I go back as far as like uh, horses like Silver Knight from a New Zealand's point of view, Baghdad Note. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when I was growing up. Well, what about you? I mean, you, it's been your life. What, what's your earliest or your favourite memory of, of Melbourne Cup days? Well, one of the early ones was Vanderhum. Uh, I've just turned 60, so I'm going back a little while, uh, Ian, uh, and beyond that, there was obviously a few before be- uh, Vanderhum, but 
it was the one that uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm at school uh, in in those days. The cup was at ten to three, and you know the uh, the TVs were turned on or the radios were turned on, and you sat around it and watched it or listened to it. And uh, sadly, in some way, that doesn't happen now. Well, I think it doesn't happen as much as what it is, unless you get a, a school teacher that uh, likes racing, I, I guess. But uh, Vanderham, it was atrocious conditions uh, directly opposite to what we're going to get today. Uh, the race callers could hardly pick the colours up of the horses or the jockeys on their horses. It was just uh, a day of slogging affair and uh, Vanderham beat Golden Black, thrown by Bart Cummings, but uh, Bobby Skelton was on Vanderham and it was one of those early memories. But you look at the history of the Melbourne Cup and they've each got their tails. I mean, even Twilight Payment last year, in hundreds of years, people will be reflecting on 2020 Melbourne Cup and why, wondering why in the heck there was no crowd. So each of these races, uh, you know, they have their unique special moments. There, there was nothing like the three Maccabi Divas, uh, particularly mm. her third when she came back and stood in front of the crowd and, uh, and realised, I think, in some way that she was pretty special. It was uh, those those memories. I mean, as you talk about them, I can see them uh, now myself. It was just, it's just been a, a, a day in, in the life, the first Tuesday of November, and you don't have to be a huge racing fan to acknowledge that either. But today, um, we we see a horse in the the field going for the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup double. Um, some say the shortest priced Melbourne Cup favourite since uh, maybe even Far Lap. Uh, it's got a poor draw. They say a very poor draw. Uh, we're talking incentivised here. Um, but, Andrew, it's a special animal. Look, it's just unbelievable. Uh, win, lose or draw today, the, the rise of incentivise has been a staggering one. You know, it was battling to win a race going back to only April, May this year. And now it's going for 10 wins on the trot and it's going for the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups. I mean, it's just whatever happens today, it's just been a, an unbelievable rise up the ranks. Trained out of Toowoomba in the Darling Downs of Queensland uh, by Steve Tregay. And then uh, the offers came, and uh, then when Peter Moody was linked to those offers, that clinched the deal because Steve knew Peter Moody really well, Peter being a Queenslander, through and through, and uh, that, that did the deal. And that's how Peter Moody uh, trains the horse now going into this. We know how a masterful trainer he is, you know, uh, training Black Caviar, but so many other good horses that he can't see the horse being beaten today. You know, he, he disbelieves that the horse's strength. He thought that the horse was building momentum through the Caulfield Cup victory of 2,400 metres. Uh, that's the only thing. If he gets beaten today, then he didn't stay the two miles as, as uh, hard as the others do. Um, there's got to be a genuine starting race from probably, you know, 1,000 metres from home. You can envisage that whether it's Jai McNeil on Twilight Payment or whether it's one or two others, there's going to be a push from that far out because they want to take the uh, will make incentivise unsettled in trying to run two mile. Well, the Peter Moody story is one uh, special one in its own right. Of course, people with uh, a bit of racing knowledge will remember him associated with uh, the Great Black Caviar. But um, then he left the game, um, didn't he, Andrew, for a while, and to all of a sudden come back and so quickly have a horse of this prominence as, as a story in itself. Well, I think it just tells us just how a horseman he is. You know, he's, uh, he's been around horses all his life. I knew Peter uh, when I was working in uh, radio in far southwest Queensland at a place called Charleville. Uh, Peter was born in that area, and uh, remarkably, I, I live with a family that uh, Peter 
uh, was friends with. So we go back uh, a very long time. I was about 18 at that time, and I'm now 60. But he he <laughs> has been around horses all of his life since then. He knows how to train a Group 1. Uh, he had that time away because of uh, issues uh, uh, that he was aggrieved at, that the stewards acted on and gave him a, uh, a penalty. Uh, I think all of us, when he suffered that penalty, knew that he would come back at some stage, and thankfully for us, uh, he has, because we don't need Peter, uh, Peter Moody sitting on the sidelines and watching the races from home, because as we've seen, he's put the final, the final touches to incentivise, and here he is, the horse, trying to make it the unique double of the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups. OK, Andrew, let's, uh, let's look at the race. Uh, five o'clock New Zealand time, folks. Three o'clock uh, over there in Melbourne. Uh, OK, so incentivise, as you said, uh, well, might, uh, if it wants to, try and jump and run them. Uh, otherwise, they'll stop it and it'll have to sit somewhere, probably outside from that draw. But uh, how do you see the, the race panning out? And, and give us two or three of, of the horses you believe we, sh- we should be looking out for. Yeah, look, I, I think that Grand Promenade is one that you have to. The only negative is, uh, you know how when you wake up in the morning and you capture the the, uh, the the local paper and you have a look and there's normally at springtime there's photos of uh, horses and, and uh, models and things like that. Well, this morning on the front page of the Melbourne Herald Sun, there's Grand Promenade and I always get very nervous. Uh, there's not many winners on a front page of the paper that end up winning these big races. So I wish it wasn't Grand Promenade on the front page of the paper, but I think that Kieran McAvoy will be able to go forward. He's a horse that settles on. I know he's drawn wide, but he may even follow a horse like Incentivise across and get... uh, It's a long run to that first turn from the Melbourne Cup start, so he's got plenty of time to come over. Um, Incentivise is certainly going to be there. Twilight Payment is going and has to be because he's carrying two and a half kilo more than where it was last year, so he's got to be racing better. But uh, I think... In Joseph O'Brien, flying in overnight, he's now in Melbourne to be at the Melbourne Cup. Uh, I think that tells us that uh, they feel that the horse is going extremely well. His last couple of runs in Ireland have been very good. Uh, the other ones that I, I'd like to mention, Charlie Rose, the 21. Uh, the Geelong Cup record of late hasn't been significant, but she's a mare that will run the two-mile with a perfect run and no weight on a back, uh, just 51 and uh, the international horse, Spanish Mission. If he turns up and copes with everything around the Australian way that we race here, rather than the UK, I think that uh, Spanish Mission can be in the race. But that's the only query. But I think that Grand Promenade, uh, everyone's got a tip though, Ian, but I think that Grand Promenade Mm. wins the Melbourne Cup. Thank you very much for that, Andrew. I've uh, made a note of that. Uh, One of our favourite sons, of course, uh, spending a lot of time and making a lot of money well, two of them, really. I, I talk Chris Waller here and, and, um, and uh, James McDonald uh, having a hell of a time of it and racing uh, around Australia at the moment. How highly, how highly do you rate James as a hoop? Oh, look, he's up there. You know, we, there's often at this time of the year, who do you rate the Australia's best jockey? Uh, or, uh, you know, in, in, in New South Wales, who's our best jockey? That sort of thing. Well, James McDonald has clearly come across uh, he took his time to get here, but now that he's here, he's just continuing to uh, rise to the very top. I, I you know, I, I group them all together. I don't like putting jockeys on top of others or horses on top of others. But if they're if they're in the top line, then they're there for a reason that they are uh, stars in their own, you know, they're in their making. James McDonald 
has been able to come across, win significant races in a quick amount of time and teaming up with a very elegant today who ran in the Cox Plate. Was the Cox Plate the uh, the big grand final? And now they've decided to go to the Melbourne Cup. Well, we'll wait and see. She ran in the race last year and she ran nicely. If she ran up to last year, and, and it is a different Melbourne Cup this year, Ian, because there's not the large amount of international horses that we have been seeing over the last 10 or 15 years. So it's going back to the more traditional Melbourne Cup and maybe that gives uh, an eight or nine-time Group 1 winner a chance of doing it today. Andrew, uh, I hope you get a chance to enjoy the uh, the race itself. I, I would imagine you will savour it. Um, enjoy the, the flavour that will be there at Flemington. A lot of people very jealous of you, but uh, enjoy the day. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for your input this morning. Uh, we're, we really uh, we value it. No, no problem at all. Uh, as I leave you, uh, the, the, it's just a... Uh, the staff are here. The crowds are here in less than 90 minutes. Uh, they'll start to build up with 10,000. It'll be one hell of a roar, though, I reckon, when that cup barriers uh, fly open. It won't be as large as large, but I still reckon there'll be a Melbourne roar because this is a race, Ian, that will restart the nation. It's the race that restarts Victoria, the Melbourne Cup. You are a champion, and I love that. I absolutely love that phrase. Uh, Andrew, uh, enjoy the day, and again, thank you. Thanks, Ian.